0: Let's get your book published, sharing the truth, while giving you tips, tricks, and secrets about the publishing industry with your host, Nicole Gabriel. Hey guys, Nicole Gabriel here. I'm the host of the Let's Get Your Book Published podcast. I'm also the author of multiple books, a book designer and a publishing coach, as well as an intuitive business coach. I've been in the book business for a while now, and I've helped many clients get their book published over the years. On this podcast, I share personal stories, client stories, and the truths about the publishing industry. Here we are in 2022, and we are nearly through January, but I have yet to do a podcast. So let me first say Happy New Year. And second, I apologize for not keeping regular with my podcasting. I have had a tremendous number of interruptions, but I have remained steadfast in my conviction to share the truth about the publishing industry, to help my authors get their books published, and to continue to produce high-quality end products for my clients. Today's episode, an author's job is never complete putting in the time, and doing the work. As I'm sure you can relate, I have been moving through a transformative time in my life. I believe humanity is working through various levels of self-discovery, personal, and collective transformation. Myself, I have been doing a ton of behind-the-scenes work that I'll announce shortly. It's often that as an author, we are moved from places of exposure into a quiet and sometimes lonely relationship with a computer screen. It's sort of this dance between needing time to think to compose thoughts and approach and hiding out, then putting yourself in strange places for exposure. Some of us authors, including myself, would rather be found than exposed. Yet, we want our words to be heard, or we wouldn't have made them so public. The job to become an author is a tireless and oftentimes unrewarded effort. You have to let others go have fun and play and live life while you sit back and do the time and put in the work. It can feel like you've just put yourself in a timeout or confinement And the world is passing you by as you sit down to punch out thoughts and emotions on a keyboard. Back in 2017, I was putting the finishing touches on my fourth book, Let's Get Your Book Published. I had written a book a year for four years in a row. And after all the editing and marketing, website building, sales and distribution efforts to set up the infrastructure to support them, many years zoomed by. Back in 2013, I was completing my first book, and it's been a whirlwind ever since. I have people ask me about the things that have gone on in my life over this period of time, and the only way I could preserve what was happening and find peace was to write. There was just so much happening, it was as if I had to write to put a stake in it all to try and ground it. I lost track of time during this period. I could barely function in life, and I know on several occasions it was my books that saved me. They became a reason for being and a personal relationship with God in a soon-to-be series of therapy sessions about to be publicly broadcast to the world upon printing them. I began writing this podcast over Thanksgiving weekend. But I locked myself in my office for a few months now, and while others were out traveling and visiting family and friends this holiday season, there I was doing the work. I had another project to complete my portfolio as an author that I had to complete. I'm going to tell you more about that in the next podcast, as I'm still waiting approvals before I can announce it. But it's been four years in the making. I can't even begin to understand the complexities life threw at me while I was trying to accomplish these goals, but I persevered through. I've been told by some that I'm a thinker. You know, I'm surrounded by words, wisdom, knowledge, and book creation by brilliant souls all day long. I adore what I do for a living, but it can be a bit challenging at times. Knowledge gives one a leg up on what happens in the mainstream. But not everyone is an information guru. In fact, many like to live blindly and find a thinker to be no fun. A writer tends to be someone that chooses to transform society through the written word. They've put in the time and have done the research. Oftentimes, these people are called conspiracy theorists. Knowledge can be scary to those unwilling to seek answers. Asking the why or how is scary to those that can't think by themselves, but rather wish to be led. The irony is that we need the uninformed to be readers of our books. Oftentimes it's not considered truth by the naysayer until it's written and they can pull it up as reference material. There is an infinite circular irony to living as an author you're often misunderstood until you put in the time. You're an outcast until you can present a well-documented theory, story, experience, or research. Have you ever had a disagreement with someone that required you to pull up something written to prove its value, its truth, its relevancy? In a conversation, you just have an opinion. But with well-researched and documented reference materials or thoughts bound between two boards... You are now an expert. I don't know, but sometimes I think it would be funny to meet a complete stranger and start a conversation and pull out one of my books as reference material to drive a point home. If they didn't know it was me, I might open their eyes better than speaking the words myself. As an author, you are one of the called. You know that there is no place else that feels more right than channeling what comes through you and onto the pages. There is a kind of divine appointment when this happens to us authors, and for me, there is another book wanting to birth itself. It's been hanging out there for a while, but there has been far too much interruption from noisy people with poor intention in my life for a few years now. I don't mean this in a harsh way. When people lack purpose and direction— they are just kind of noise. The world is full of opinionated souls that have no intention on having a well-informed discussion. They make flippant comments and move on without remorse. Their thoughts are merely in the moment. Their research is some graph or chart presented on some TV show that was meant to engage a watcher and manipulate thoughts anyhow. There is a biased propaganda and you will become victim to anything you don't put the time into researching on your own. If you're being presented with information and you take it for truth at its face value, I say shame on you. You must always challenge the truth and know it in your gut. For the author, I think only a focused, self-guided person or divinely appointed soul can remove the noise and become laser-focused on the end goal of completing a book. The book is just a tool, foundation, or platform for the subsequent manifest action. When someone comes into your life and you have a vision or goal to achieve something and they aren't aligned in the same way to achieve an endpoint, then they simply become noise. It can be challenging for an entrepreneur, an author, and someone with a divine appointment on any path of personal achievement or focused self-discovery. If someone can't appreciate you have a passion and they can't step aside for you to achieve a goal, then they'll not likely remain in your day-to-day life. It's either the unevolved soul, the noisy naysayer, or the complainer who never intends to stop complaining or form a strong foundational argument, but would truly rather argue, that deplete the energy of a person on a mission with a passion. You see, the author is the only one really trying to make a shift, a change, start a movement, annihilate a bad situation, transform a problem, or highlight a mistruth. The only partnership needed is one that supports the cause. To become an author, you have to want it more than you don't. You have to allow the interruptions that aren't getting you to the end goal to dissipate. You have to be firm with certain people because your vision must not be tainted with their noise or negativity. There are so many people around today that are simply filling space. They're floating around aimlessly looking for guidance or leadership or floundering through believing that their limited knowledge on a particular subject matter is as much as they need and they grab little bits of information, form an opinion, and move on. We have a lot of self-proclaimed experts on the planet that truly haven't done the time. They are riddled with opinion based on one report or article they read or movie they watched. There are many that take what is on the surface, but never dive under for more. But when you cross over that bridge and jump in, then you have stepped into author territory. Again, to be an author, it requires you to build a premise, an argument, form an opinion, choose a side. You can't just sort of dance around a topic. You have to fill pages with ideas and thoughts and experiences and research. You have to have thick skin to stand up. For your words sometimes there are lots of people out there that look at a topic or a book and make an off-the-cuff comment about their limited understanding of the topic or they might look at a person an author and say i just don't like that person while they may know nothing about you at the same time they might like you for no particular reason we might all agree this would be far easier to be liked Regardless, every book you write requires you to remove yourself from the world long enough to form your manuscript. Then, after you write and produce your printed book, there is always the ebook, the audiobook, and all subsequent marketing materials and campaigns. If you're doing an ebook, it's pretty simple. You just hire someone to convert it for you. But should you choose to do the audiobook, then you'll have options. The most preferred option is that you record your own audiobook, but this does consume a lot of time. This is almost like writing the book over again. For an average 250-page book, you might end up with nearly 8 hours of recording time. This is the finished product. It may take you far longer to put in the time to do the recording and editing. There are companies out there to help you with this, and there are companies that you can hire talent with as well. Personally, I think the bonus gift you give to your readers is that you grace them with your presence. It's a great opportunity to build a relationship with them too. If they are putting in the time to do the work, you are agreeing to hold their hand through the entire process. You aren't asking them to do something you haven't done yourself. Now, of course, you've already put in the time to write the book, but sometimes readers think that's easy. They think the author can't relate to them. But when you share your presence with them personally, they will form a deeper bond with your words and material. There are great reasons certain books should have an audiobook, and there may be reasons why you might not. An audiobook is like having one big giant podcast with a ton of information. If you're considering the creation of your audiobook, you might want to take a break after you've written the printed version. But there are many advantages to jumping right into this immediately after your book goes to print. Personally, I think when you speak your book, you might talk differently than you write, and you might find errors. These can be either misspellings or just improper use of words. You might catch a few errors or find sentences you'd like to reword before you get too far along with printing. Ideally, your book should be written like a conversation. It can sometimes be hard to write this way because there is often no one there but you. But when you speak your book in audio form, you might realize there's a certain way you might like to provide emphasis to certain words or a different order you might present them in. If you still feel motivated after you take your book to print, I suggest you go immediately into the creation of your audiobook. Here's another thing you might not know about the audiobook there are services out there that can convert talk to text. So, this might be another way to get your book to interested readers. And of course, this is a great solution for the visually impaired and busy executives on the go. In fact, I have a few clients that work as executives in the Fortune 500 world, and they tell me that audiobooks and LinkedIn learning are a few great ways busy executives are getting ahead. You can get lost in the entire ecosystem your book creates for you and your business. It takes some time, but eventually you reach a point where the infrastructure is together and the veil is lifted, and it's kind of like being reborn. You're going to feel like you've been in a book cocoon. Your wings have grown, the summer sun is shining, and you're now ready to soar in the beauty of the new world you've just transformed yourself through. Eventually, after the birthing process, you will be highly in demand as a valuable content provider. There's nothing comparable to that feeling you get on the other side of this lifetime achievement. You just need to know that those that make it through are those that want this more than any of the noisy distractions they are bombarded with daily. You have to want it so bad that you're willing to expose yourself to criticism, backlash, or opposition. But honestly, in my opinion, most of this thinking is a made-up fallacy. If you've put in the time, you'll likely always win the argument on your topic. If nothing else, You'll get some well deserved respect for putting in the time. You aren't for everyone, regardless of if you write a book or not. But today, we need active change makers with big voices to show up. When you do the time as an author, it will give you a solid platform to showcase your message. I promise it's worth the momentary time out. There's a huge difference between someone with a blog, a few opinionated social media posts, and someone willing to stand behind what they've produced with a book. And I'll leave you with this heartfelt quote by Ram Dass. In order to fully trust our inner voice, we must first tune to the frequency of the heart. The more we quiet the mind and free ourselves from clinging to thought forms, the better able we are To hear the deeper voice within. Go within and find your voice, then do the time and share it with the world. On that note, I'm hopeful to be back in the saddle with my podcast. I have far more to share with you that comes from the heart. Wishing you peace, love, and light. Check out our online book publishing program, Join our email list, or earn a great income by signing up for our affiliate referral program over on our Let's Get Your Book page.